Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This morning, the mission to keep the lights on, the energy crisis on the agenda as our leaders hold their first national cabinet meeting. An appeal launched over the sentence of a driver who killed a couple and their unborn child. COVID tragedy, a toddler dies with the virus in South Australia and fears Netball Australia could be on the brink of collapse. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. The energy crisis and our struggling healthcare system will be front of mind when Anthony Albanese holds his first national cabinet meeting since taking office. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. What can we expect? Jody, good morning. Well, it will be the first national cabinet that Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will chair, but like his predecessor, health will be top of the agenda. Anthony Albanese hosted an informal dinner at, with state premiers and chief ministers at the lodge last night. But today it's straight down to business, with leaders publicly pushing for changes to the hospital funding model. Premiers want a 50-50% funding split between states and federal government to continue for public hospitals, with the COVID response agreement set to expire on September 30. But Prime Minister Anthony Albanese... He hasn't committed just yet, saying the nation's debt levels will constrict their agenda with the 50% split agreement set to cost an additional $20 billion over four years. The nation's energy crisis is also set to feature high on the agenda with states along the East Coast struggling to keep the lights on. But the group are unlikely to walk away with a silver bullet to fix the issue, but are confident that they will be able to avoid blackouts and and load shedding. Jody. That's a relief. Okay, Taylor, thank you. New South Wales Energy Minister Matt Keane has been granted emergency powers to deal with the growing energy crisis. Government sources confirmed Mr Keane will be able to force electricity companies to supply power generators with fuel amid concerns coal stockpiles are running low. Earlier this week, Mr Keane called on residents to limit their energy use between 5.30 and 8.30pm to prevent blackouts. Queensland's Attorney-General has launched an appeal against the sentence of a teenage driver who mowed down a couple and their unborn child. They died when the now 18-year-old struck them with a stolen car last year. A judge ruled he could be released from jail in six years. The sentence for manslaughter was manifestly inadequate, particularly as the judge determined that the offence was a heinous offence. 
It comes after a petition to appeal the sentence garnered nearly 50,000 signatures. A toddler has become the third South Australian child under the age of five to die with COVID. Authorities say the three-year-old was healthy before contracting the virus and only suffered mild respiratory symptoms before passing away. Health officials say death in young children with COVID is very rare. Star AFL player Bailey Smith has been slapped with a two-match suspension over his cocaine scandal. The 21-year-old also received a strike under the league's illicit drugs policy, but he avoided a fine of $25,000. The Western Bulldogs say they're disappointed Smith was caught with illegal substances, but they're happy he took responsibility. The midfielder is also serving a two-game ban for headbutting another player. Netball Australia is said to be on the brink of financial collapse, racking up more than $11 million in debts and losses. News Corp reports the organisation was surviving on government help even before the pandemic and has been told by auditors it likely won't be able to pay back the money. It's believed Netball Australia took a major financial hit when it left the Trans-Tasman competition with New Zealand. Australia's unemployment rate has remained steady at 3.9%, with more than 60,000 people finding full-time work in May. The participation rate hit a record high, indicating strong jobs growth. What these figures actually show is there is no better time than now to get wages moving. 8,000 more people were considered officially unemployed as the labour force grew. Australia has made a new commitment to the United Nations to pursue a stronger emissions reduction target by 2030. The federal government claims the country will turn a climate corner as industry drives the transition to renewables. A big moment demanding a personal touch. You brought your own pen. With one simple word. Done. Hoping to solve a complex issue with powerful backing. The business community, the union movement, the environment movement, who will all understand that we need to end the climate wars. Like a presidential signing ceremony, the message, former foes now not just around the same table, but on the same page. Delivering on an election promise, lifting Australia's United Nations emissions reduction commitment from between 26 and 28 per cent of 2005 levels by 2030 to 43 per cent, in line with global momentum away from coal and gas and towards net zero by 2050. What this does is bring Australia in from the naughty corner. And into a massive building program. More renewables, more batteries connected to the electricity grid to deliver baseload power and avoid future energy crises. For over the past decade, Australian renewable energy investors have been frustrated by a lack of ambition and a lack of certainty. If we're not united on this, we won't reach that target. Stung by the loss of so many blue-ribbon Liberal seats to so-called teal independents, the coalition today steered away from asking why the new target and stuck to asking how it would be reached. I don't know how they're going to do it. I can't see how they're going to deliver all of that. Anthony Albanese says deliver, he will. Mark Riley, 7 News. A woman who was threatening security officers with a knife has been tasered in the middle of Adelaide's most popular shopping strip. Police say the 36-year-old had been behaving in a disorderly manner when she pulled out the knife. She was arrested and taken to hospital for assessment and is expected to be charged with carrying an offensive weapon and assault. 
A teenage father has been disqualified from driving for three years for crashing into a woman's car while hooning on the Gold Coast. Jay Marks was seen swerving and doing burnouts moments before the crash and when he stepped out of his wrecked Ford Falcon, a fed-up resident unleashed on him. Marks also copped a $1,200 fine and has been ordered to do community service. Near misses don't come much nearer than this one, caught on dash cam on South Australia's Sturt Highway. An SUV driver dangerously overtakes a four-unit road train, just squeezing back on site in time. The owner of the dash cam says they could have easily been killed. Researchers believe children who are smacked are at risk of lifelong mental health challenges. They've revealed the shocking impact while renewing calls for corporal punishment to be banned. Smacking children can leave a lasting imprint, according to child protection researchers. 61% of Australian young people report experiencing corporal punishment and they have double the risk of anxiety and depression. A nationwide study of 8,500 Australians revealed the link between heavy-handed discipline and an increased likelihood of experiencing mental health issues. Because it's a form of violence against children and violence is never good and children deserve to grow up free from violence. It's not um, a strategy that leads to good relationships or teaches children how to interact well with others. Positive parenting programs encourage adults to instead model the behaviour they expect from their child. Using a calm voice, gaining our child's attention as soon as a problem starts to arise. It remains legal in all states and territories for parents to use what is referred to as reasonable physical punishment when disciplining their children. Researchers are calling for the smacking loophole to be scrapped. So children don't have the same protections in the home that you or I might have um, when we're out and about um, from violence from other people. The survey revealed support for smacking is declining. I wouldn't and I don't. Jade Vincent, 7 News. Drones are now patrolling the sky above Melbourne's train network to catch trespassers in the act. It's a new weapon in the fight to keep them running on time. Every time a trespasser enters the rail corridor, drivers are forced to slow down or come to a complete stop, impacting up to 50,000 passengers at a time. The drones will be rolled out later this year following a successful trial. The New South Wales Premier has had a playful dig at Melbourne after Victoria announced a new 10-year deal to keep the Australian Grand Prix there until 2035. Dominic Perrottet claims Sydney is Australia's only global city and the race should be held there. It's going to be probably a disappointing event now for years to come uh, until, it, until it obviously comes uh, to its rightful place um, in Sydney. New South Wales had been in talks with Formula One bosses to steal the event. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading lower this morning. The Nasdaq is also down. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost ground. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords finished the day slightly lower, down two points. The ASX 200 fell by 10. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,850 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 117 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 70 and a half US cents, 93 Japanese yen, and a dollar 10 New Zealand. 
A committee investigating the January 6 riots at the US Capitol has heard Donald Trump pressured his vice president and endangered his life. Let's go live now to David Boywood in our US Bureau. Good morning, David. Advisors for Mike Pence spoke at today's hearing. Good morning, Jodie. Yes, they have. And look, most have admitted to knowing that they knew that this plot to overturn the 2020 election result was in fact illegal and that it was based on a deliberately incorrect reading of US law. That was explained to senior White House advisers and President Donald Trump. Still, this public pressure campaign on the Vice President Mike Pence was ramped up by Donald Trump, a months-long campaign that culminated in the January 6 riots and threats on the Vice President's life. This theory that the vice president could unilaterally select the president runs completely contrary to our Constitution, our laws, and the entirety of our American experience. But that didn't stop. It didn't matter to President Trump. Now, the committee has also been told that relations between the president and the vice president deteriorated during this period, that Pence's own team became fearful for his safety. Still, though, at no point did Mike Pence buckle to the pressure to overturn those results, Jody. OK, David Woodward, thank you. Hollywood's nicest man, Tom Hanks, has lashed out after he and his wife were mobbed by fans. He and Rita Wilson were approached by a group of fans in Manhattan asking for photos. But when one fan nearly knocked his wife over, the actor unleashed. After rushing to his wife's defence, he glared at the fan and stormed off into a waiting car. In a collective show of support, leaders of four European nations have visited Ukraine's capital. Arriving in Kyiv on a train provided by Ukrainian authorities, the leaders of France, Germany and Italy were welcomed by President Vladimir Zelensky. They were also joined by the President of Romania. It's the highest profile visit to the besieged nation since the outbreak of war. Police in Brazil have uncovered human remains in their search for a UK journalist. A suspect led them to a remote burial site in the Amazon rainforest after confessing to killing journalist Dom Phillips and Indigenous expert Bruno Pereira. The pair had been in the remote jungle area working on a book on uncontacted Indigenous tribes. Police are investigating whether two other suspects were involved. Actor Kevin Spacey has been granted bail after facing a UK court on sexual assault charges. Appearing on four charges of assault against three men, the 62-year-old was greeted by a media scrum. When asked to enter a plea, Spacey's solicitor said he denies all and any criminality. He's also facing a fifth charge of causing a man to engage in sexual activity without consent. A glass bridge stretching over a canyon in Georgia has quickly become a tourist sensation just days after opening. Cautiously stepping across the panels, visitors were treated to a fully immersive view of the greenery below. The bridge has a diamond-shaped glass cafe in the middle, as well as a zip line for bikes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. To sport now, and Richmond are back in the AFL top eight after a fiery win over Carlton. The Tigers adjusted best to the soaked conditions at the MCG, tempers often boiling over in a spiteful affair between the arch rivals. Richmond stormed out to a 27 point lead in the last quarter, Shea Bolton not afraid to let the opposition know it. The Tigers holding off a late Blues fight back to win by 15. A first-half demolition saw the Dragons stun the Rabbitohs to celebrate Andrew McCulloch's 300th NRL game in style. South's half Lockie Ilias found himself in the firing line from the opening kick. St George Illawarra running in six tries within the opening 27 minutes in Wollongong. Rabbitohs coach Jason Dimitriou defending his decision to hook rookie Ilias with 50 minutes to play. I don't think he's the first bloke who's had a bad day at the office. He's got great resilience, he's got good temperament, he'll, he'll learn from it, no doubt. The Dragons were kept scoreless from there on, but still won 32-12. to 12. The win moves them into eighth for now, level on points with Souths. Called in last minute due to Australia's injury crisis, Matt Kuhneman's already endeared himself to his new teammates. On debut, the Queenslander took two wickets in the second one day against Sri Lanka and a cracking catch for Pat Cummins. Straight to the man at mid-wicket. He picks the fieldsman. And Kuhneman can keep him out of this. The test skipper finished with four wickets in his second game back from a hip injury. Chasing a rain-reduced 216, Australia lost their last five wickets for only 19 runs, going down by two wickets. The series is tied one all. There's little doubt Australia's Jack Robinson is the form surfer in the world right now. Chasing a third straight tour win, the Perth local hit the highest round score so far at the El Salvador Pro. Robinson knocking out compatriot with a 17.76 to set up a quarter-final against Gabriel Medina. I was fired up already, like halfway through that heat and then to the last eight minutes. Fellow Australians Callum Robson and Ethan Ewing are also through to the quarters. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a low and trough are bringing showers to Victoria and southern New South Wales. A trough is causing patchy rain in northwest WA and a few showers over the state's interior. A weak trough is also driving showers in South Australia's southwest. High pressure is keeping elsewhere settled. Around the capitals now, Brisbane 22 and sunny today. Sydney, possible showers with a top of 19. Canberra, partly cloudy, heading for 14. Melbourne, showers easing and 15. Hobart, 13 degrees with a shower or two developing. Adelaide, partly cloudy, 16. Perth, showers developing and 23. And Darwin, 33 and sunny.